Welcome to Impressions, a podcast of non-genre-specific, impressionistic music recommendations. There's an accompanying Spotify playlist for each episode. You can find it on our website, impressionspodcast.com. You might want to listen to the songs before or after this episode, or you might want to listen along with us. We'll give you a cue. My name is Busy Hemphill. My name is Nick Forrest. What are you going to be for Halloween, Nick? Are you going to be anything for Halloween? So Ryan really wants to be Drew Barrymore from Scream. And he's like, do you want to be the Scream ghost? I'm like, not really. (laughs) It's not a very sexy ghost. It's not very sexy. But a sexy Scream ghost would be hilarious. So... (laughs) I was working at a giant retail corporation as a copywriter, and um, I got a discount on all their stuff, and they had Mm. a pretty extensive Halloween costume, so I splurged at a discount on this, like, Marie Antoinette dress, like, hoop skirt. And so I styled it and kind of altered it to look like the Madonna when she did the Vogue in in the big Marie Antoinette (laughs) dress. So I did that. I bought a wig. It was great. I'm not used to taking up a lot of space (laughs) in my life, Um, but I took up like a solid like six foot diameter of space at all times. I like that you manspreaded with your Marie Antoinette dress. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I definitely manspreaded with my like five foot diameter hoop skirt and like three foot projecting bustle. In fourth grade. I was a beatnik. Cool. Yeah, I cool. had like a black turtleneck and a beret and had some I sunglasses. But my two friends that I was trick or treating with, one was toothpaste and one was a toothbrush. And so when we would go to people's doors, people would answer and they'd be like, oh, toothpaste, a toothbrush, and you must be a cavity. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I am a black hole on society. <laughs> I love that. I love it too. Some beatnik poets would be like, I am a cavity on society. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Drill me out. Fill me up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going to a costume party. In this fictional costume party, what first outfit are we putting on? So I got a little, I guess philosophical is Great. the right word, but I was like, what is a costume? Like, mm. Are the clothes you go to work your costume? Yes. Are the clothes you slip into after work your costume? Irving Goffman would yeah. say yes. Perhaps like you're a boy, but you love wearing glitter makeup and dresses. Like, where's the costume? Where does the costume live? And I think sometimes, especially when you're younger and you love playing dress up, like it could feel a little unsafe or just like it makes you angry not being able to like wear what you want. This first song is called Boys Who Don't Want to Be Boys. It's a great kind of punky fun shouty song it reminds me of being like a kid and like aggressively trying on your mother's high heels and it's by seth bogart impressions the guitars are aggressive but i love how unaggressive the vocals are like Even if the content is a counter narrative to dominant ideas of what masculinity or like what boys should, in quotes, be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that 
<clears throat> it's kind of like a lazy, not angry singing. Like it's it's very much like a casual fuck you. Like mm-hmm. the people who are singing, they are fine being boys who don't want to be boys. Totally, yeah. The melody you can almost like hum it. It's like da 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 da. Like it's very mellow. It's very like loungy in a way, you know. Like and I imagine some like people doing the twist, but kind of like lethargically and lazily and like. Uh-huh. Just like a lot of like limp wrists kind of moving. A lot back of and limp forth. wrists. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's like the swishy, confident, like the singer sneering a little bit. Like to me, it sounds like kind of like a bitchy bartender, who, but who's also mm. like you love and like they're amazing. Yes. And um, every time he says boys, I was like doing a wrist flip, you know? <laughs> it's just like boys. Boys. <laughs> don't want to be boys. Boys. Body, this quote unquote like macho chunky guitar aggression, yeah. but you can also just sort of be chill and like at a cocktail lounge with like velvet bank hats while flipping your wrist and serving cosmos, you know, like yes. both different things can exist in the same world. And I think that's really lovely. <sighs> RuPaul's Drag Race is not a perfect show. There's a lot that's not sure. okay about it, but I love it. I enjoy it. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a fun thing, like especially now that it's been on for like, I don't know, 12 years or something like you get these kids. A lot of their stories are like, yeah, I first got into drag like during Halloween. Like it's it's a time mm. of year that allows queer people to just like kind of be themselves or at least like it allows them to feel comfortable because you literally have to wear a costume, you know? Right. So I don't know. It's that idea of dressing up in a costume, but truly you're kind of getting at something that's a little bit closer to who you actually are. Right. I think a lot of queer people love Halloween because it offers this chance to just experiment with gender, with how you look, or with your body in a way that's sort of designated safe by the world. Play! It's a time of play. You do get that voiceover towards the end, and that is like kind of the insertion of the patriarchal society in there. Yeah, yeah. that I want to play does also have to do with play and feeling into yourself Mm -hmm. and not creating an image of yourself or a persona that is in service of other people, but one that is in service of yourself. This song is called Fantasy Mm. by Carrie Foe. (laughs) 
I was still in that like velvet banquet club slash cocktail lounge we were in with the previous song. Yeah. But you know, Seth Bogart, he was the opening act. Like no one really was there to see him. He left. <laughs> Everyone's here to see Carrie Foe. All of a sudden, like the lights dim, you get this like sexy string bass, and I envision her just sort of like sexy walking, perhaps in boots out like through the crowd. She's totally empowered. The lyrics allow you to think like, okay, this is empowering. She says she's given up, but it's sort of this idea of giving up as liberation mm-hmm. and not following these man's rules anymore. And then like the drums come in and then like that's when she flips open her fan mm-hmm. and like the lights go full blast and like, oh my God, there's a band behind her. And like she starts to go into her routine and it becomes like really fun and energetic and sexy. At the beginning when there's the bass and just the snaps, I imagined like it was very cartoony, Mm -hmm. but like a dark wall with some sort of light on it. And then you can just kind of see some shadows like slinking along the back of the wall. She jumps on the piano, a piano starts playing. Like we didn't notice that there was a piano player in the background. (laughs) And so she's like writhing and posing on top of the piano. I'm also getting like very empowered, confident sex worker vibe from this. Like she's sort of like putting on her show in the window and like being like, I'm no man's fantasy. Because like all the instruments were getting revealed kind of one by one in really surprising ways. I think that's why I was getting this like cabaret slash lounge slash striptease. Like the adding of each element is like removing another layer of clothing. Totally. She's playing. She's playing. Play. It's all sort of just play. I mean, I think like that's yeah. why I love dressing. It's a, it's a chance to play. It's a chance to play with, I don't know, your own identity. And that can be really fun and exciting. It doesn't really matter now because I've given up. Because I've given up. Come check into my heart. My heartbreak hotel. Because this is not a home. I'm sure you'll soon be gone. And I won't pressure you to stay. Cause my love don't work that way. These things I'm kind of living. pop up mm-hmm. at the piano, like and the ending too. And it really fits with the line, I didn't come with a set of instructions, so you don't know how to yeah. handle me. All of it. Yeah. I was like, you're right. We don't. Like we're listening yeah. and we're like, where are we? And then towards the end of the song, you get these like creepy strings and it becomes a little bit darker. And in my mind, like the lights in the club dim and Maybe she starts to seduce a man or another person, but like seducing, but in a creepy way, a creepy and empowering way. Like in my mind, the Mm. image I got is that this is some like shitty man. This is some like guy who looks like he works on Wall Street or something like your typical like toxic man. And she just like devours him, like literally like devours him in the club. Yes. But like in a sexy way. Yeah. Perhaps it's someone who like spurned her on the street when she was walking into the club to do this gorgeous number. I'm definitely getting like a sexy, empowered vampire. Yeah. I love that ending. It was so ambiguous and creepy. Like she really doesn't follow the rules. <laughs> no. And it comes out of nowhere yeah. too. I prefer your interpretation of the ending, that ominous ending. It almost felt like in an action movie or one from the 60s mm. where they're like, dun, 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 Ooh, you know, like yeah. something bad is happening. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I felt like it was this stuff closing in around her. Is somebody going to force her to be their fantasy, mm, mm-hmm. even though that's not something mm-hmm. that she ever aimed to be, as she tells us in the song? Yeah. But maybe like society, maybe yeah. she does actually fall in love with a human Maybe she like does actually fall in love with 
and a man or this idea of a man mm-hmm. and she's trying to like make herself be more of who he might expect her to be yeah i don't know I love that. it is an ominous ending it's very ambiguous it's an ominous I'm continuing this idea of transforming your identity and becoming something that's closer to your truth. Yeah. This next song is called Now She's a Witch. <laughs> she wasn't then, but now she's a witch. <laughs> um, this song is like about someone who, a woman who moves to a city and becomes a witch. Nice. And it's really goofy and fun. And it's by a group called Satine. And yeah, this is kind of the costume party. And we're like, oh my God, she's a witch. She dressed up as a witch. But she actually so. is. But she actually is. Oh my God. <laughs> Impression. Little synth run that comes in at the beginning. It was like, yes, it almost sounds like it's being squeezed out. Mm. And just because the name of the song is Now She's a Witch, I was just thinking, whatever that synth represents, it is having to be coaxed out like with a spell. Yeah. And then after hearing the whole song, I was like, okay, well, then what is that synth? And I think it's the various things that she's doing, like casting spells of sisterhood and love Mm -hmm. or just sowing good vibes all around town. (laughs) (laughs) That's what those little synth blips are. They're just the good vibes that she's sowing and growing. I love that. That one, I was getting the sense of, again, sort of like magical transformation, like because we had just talked about the craft, I was thinking like when they all like change their hair color or their like eye color, like like <laughs> like that would fit so perfectly in that scene. Yes. There was this like it was like pew pew like every now and then. That was like again with the wrist flips, but in this time like she had a wand in her hand mm. and it was just like sparkles were flying out of her fingertips or her wand and just like transforming like a dead potted plant into like a beautiful pot of roses yes. or something. I just desperately want to see like someone perform this song in a club and like for it to kind of light up the entire room and send the good vibes to the entire room. That would be amazing. Do you know when this song is from? It's a current song. So Satine okay. is two married women and they make these sort of like 90s disco jams. It's definitely got that 90s house feel. It reminded me a lot of... Do you remember that song that is featured in Sister Act? Yes. Just a touch of love. And they like transform the church into like a community garden yes. or something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it definitely had that vibe. Uh-huh. Um, I'm so sorry. Hang on. Shane's packing things and I can hear it and it's very okay. frustrating. Hold on. It makes sense that sort of this like queer femme duo would make this song in 2017. It's just like, I, I love that they're calling back to this like 90s house tradition, but making it about gay witches like I think that's so fun like it's so silly like it's it's a pretty silly song it's a really nice reclamation of witches yeah we're just like showing that witches 
can be multiple things, including just, you know, spreading good vibes around town. Yeah. I love a spooky witch. Sure. I identify as a spooky witch most of the time, yeah. but like witches can also have fun. They could enjoy like bubblegum pop 90s jams. Like, why not? Just thinking about the name of the song with the album mm-hmm. art is delightful yeah. so the album art listeners yeah. are these like giant platform flip-flops or what are they thongs yeah. thongs <laughs> thongs yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so feet are in there too and the longest toenails and little charms hanging off of the ends of the toenails saying sateen that is the witch that's in oh, the yeah. song she would have those long toenails but also put the little charms on there mm-hmm. and show them off and she would no. not be afraid of them it's yet another empowered strange woman and I love that This next song that I'm going to play does definitely tie in a little bit to the first song and actually to your songs too. Just this idea of like, what is a costume? Like, why do people like going to costume mm-hmm. parties? Mm-hmm. It's because it's a chance to experiment with your identity. It's a chance to play. I've said that word a lot today. To try on different personas mm-hmm. and see if maybe there's something that you can kind of harness from that in your daily life like is there an empowerment that you can take year round and Mm. not just Mm -hmm. at halloween Mm -hmm. all right it's called little white dove by jenny lewis the song has such an amazing like swagger and confidence and I immediately get this vision of just a woman, of Jenny Lewis probably, just like walking into a situation that's difficult or trying or troubling, but just with total confidence and poise. Mm. And like I said, swagger. Like there's that kind of like distorted sounding drum bass line in the, in the beginning, but then that just sort of like, it gets more and more confident. It like, it erupts into this like country. I keep mm-hmm. saying the word swagger. I'm going to stop saying this, but it just kind of built the confidence builds and builds and builds. And like when she breaks into that chorus, mm-hmm. I just wrote like empowering exclamation point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she keeps saying in the middle of love. And I was just trying to figure out like, what does she mean by that? Yeah. In my mind, I kind of interpret it like you're in the middle of a storm or you're in the middle of chaos mm-hmm. or you're in the middle of a party even, mm-hmm. but you're still maintaining poise and confidence and just sort of this like, I don't give a fuck attitude yeah and I love that I really like this song like I was like bopping my head around this is the kind of song that I would want to like confidently leave a party to Mm -hmm. or just like get out of a shitty situation to it has that like both like you're walking into chaos but it also has like that relief when she starts the the really like soaring chorus Mm -hmm. you're also kind of exiting a terrible situation as well maybe I like that you're like this is leaving a party I was like no (laughs) for me this is a reveal gotcha. yeah, in yeah, a yeah. big party scene Amazing. of a protagonist who like 
perhaps in the first part of the movie has been a little bit shy, uh-huh. not like willing to kind of uh-huh. embrace their own empowerment or sexiness. I love that. But then them kind of coming into themselves and actually entering the party. And so I'm imagining a woman coming into the party and maybe she's like covered in a cloak Ooh. or something. Like there's still a lot of tentativeness in the beginning of the song. And then you can just hear the confidence kind of increasing mm-hmm. as the song mm-hmm. goes on. The first time the chorus comes in, it's like just her. But in subsequent choruses, you have like a male singer harmonizing mm-hmm. underneath too. So just adding this idea that like everyone is is really into her cool costume that she's come to the party with. It. They're I like, love yeah. I'm going to pick a name for her, Teresa. Therese, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Therese. They're like, yes, Therese. Like, get it, girl. You know, they're like it. so delighted and astonished to see Therese uh-huh. really coming into herself. Amazing. With the long walk coats and the stethoscopes in the middle of love on the little white dove on the heroine. definitely brought me to the party reveal and I I love it that makes so much sense (laughs) hearing that now as you were saying that I'm like oh my god like this is like a makeover montage in a movie like usually those are like my favorite scenes Mm -hmm. in a movie (laughs) I fucking love a makeover montage and I'm not even talking about just people it could be like you're redecorating your apartment perhaps you're a funky nun and you're like painting the community garden I don't know man sister act just a movie full of funky nuns funky nuns it's such a fun song to listen to I think like this song also has some 90s echoes just like Mm. in the way she sings a little bit I'm like okay this could have come out in like 1998 I I could believe that sort of with all those like other lady alt rockers that were really popular right or like maybe it's a collaboration with the Dixie Chicks exactly Yeah. yeah it feels a little timeless but like tinged by that kind of like 90s angsty empowerment that I so love yes it feels like a very confident song in her vocals Mm -hmm. but because she repeats the line I'm the heroine Mm -hmm. so much. It did feel like she was trying to convince herself that she's the heroine. Interesting. Yeah, so there is definitely a confident swagger, but it feels at times tempered by still some insecurity. For whatever reason, I heard it both as heroin, a hero, but also heroin, the drug. Am I the drug? Am I the addiction? Am I the bad thing? Mm. And I think with your interpretation, Mm -hmm. that sort of wariness around it, like, I think it does work in both instances. Mm -hmm. There's this sort of like unease Mm -hmm. around holding the power or unease around um, having all eyes on you. It's a complicated confidence, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's not an easy confidence that is won in this song. I feel like she's had to do a lot of internal work in order to get that confidence. And perhaps Mm -hmm. external work as Mm -hmm. well, a makeover. But to have the outsides feel like the kernel that is inside that she wants to nourish and grow. She's She's just a little white dove. dove. It's like this small, delicate, but also extremely resilient creature. Like, they're pigeons. If you didn't know, doves doves are just pigeons, so they're kind of just like trash birds. I'm
my God. Is a song wearing a costume? So you hit the nail on the head. So I thought of that, but the idea of covers. Is a cover just a song in costume? Maybe. <laughs> so this next song is a cover. I love this song. It's like an old favorite song from high school yeah. from the Pixies. But it's being covered by a singer. I think she's from Australia. Her name is TK Maizda. It's such a fun cover of the song. I imagine like the Pixies in costume as like 25 year olds. Mm. Where's My Mind by TK Maizda. Impressions. So I feel like this was that sateen song dressed mm-hmm. up as the Pixies for Halloween. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yes. <laughs> but the first thought I had was like, this was that Pixie song kind of fed through some processor mm-hmm. to create almost like a MIDI version of itself, mm. given that it's called Where Is My Mind? And a lot of it is about kind of losing your brain. Mm-hmm. Of course, I can't help but think of my favorite Chinese word of electric brain, which is the word for computer. And just trying to locate that. Where is my brain? Like, where is my mind? Both like my mind and my skull cavity, but mm-hmm. also like, mm-hmm. where is this thing that I rely on as my kind of external brain as well? <laughs> There's this idea that like, we're so connected to our computers, like they really have become extensions of our brains. Like, I can't really navigate my day or even my city right. without looking at my phone a thousand times. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever tried to like go anywhere you've never been before without like Google Maps or whatever. It's it's pretty hard. So yeah, I mean, they truly are an extension of the brain. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But it's a thing. But it's a thing. It's just a fact. Yeah. Like it's definitely being yeah. like exploited by advertisers and companies and whatnot. I do love how the ending really starts to devolve and the strands start to come mm-hmm. undone. Like mm-hmm. you get kind of a denser harmony. It kind of sounds like digital distortion a little bit. Yeah. And because it's repeated so many times to like the where's my, where's my, mm-hmm. where's my even more it felt like that it was a glitch somehow and then it kind of at the end like the tape spool Mm -hmm. unravels Mm -hmm. i don't know if this is actually how no it's not i've seen a brain cut open but in my mind brains are like intestines Uh in that like i'm like oh it's like one long tube that's been kind of coiled up i know that's not how (laughs) brains work okay everybody Mm But with that imagery, just towards the end, it felt like somebody had found the loose thread of the brain and was like pulling it until that whole brain just kind of unraveled into one (laughs) string. I love that. Like a ball of yarn. Yes. Stop. stuck on repeat it's like this tape or this record or whatever skipping and then just like spooling out i think that's really fascinating i can't help but think back to the original song it's very lonely it's like this song of solitude and angst and just i think feeling like dissociated or disconnected like that's what the original song oftentimes feels like to me this song because there's this repetition to me it sounded like just a collection of voices it sort of sounded like a jock jam or like a stadium jam or like a pump up club jam the singer is very plaintive and like it's very 
lovely and kind of bittersweet. But then it's interrupted by like a bunch of people jumping in a club with their fists pumping in the air saying like, where's my, where's my, where's my mind? Um, And it's kind of fun. There was sort of this collective sense of disorientation. Like you weren't alone in this feeling of detachment or this feeling of losing your mind or not feeling connected to the world. You're not alone in this song, which is something I really, really like. I really liked the distinction that you made between the original song and this song of how mm-hmm. the original one is kind of a lonely song. It's angsty. It's someone, yeah, yeah it's someone in their own head, like, oh, I, I got to yeah. figure things out. And it just made me think of... Um, <laughs> Are changing attitudes um, and stigmas around like getting mental health help? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the old song is like our old mm-hmm. attitudes. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Dark, angsty. Mm-hmm. Keep it secret. Don't talk about it. Like make an angsty song yes. up about it if you really have yeah. to. Nowadays, it's like it's so much part of the zeitgeist of like take care of yeah. yourself, recharge. Like mental health mm-hmm. matters, and so. This idea, too, that, like, (laughs) she's not alone singing this song is like, oh, she's definitely told people that she's like, I'm having a really bad mental health day, you guys. Like, I can't find my mind. And they're like, us, too. Oh, my God. Life is hard, isn't it? And so it's just this, like, everybody's sharing their feelings about how Mm -hmm. difficult it is to do things. I love that. And the water see is swimming With your feet on the air and your head on the ground Try to strip and spin it Yeah, yeah. So this last song it goes back to everything we've been talking about costumes and what costumes can do for you or how they can be empowering. But this is kind of like sometimes a costume reveals, reveals another side of Mm -hmm. you, but that's always been true. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so it's called above below and it's by Eddie Chacon and it is the Nick Hakim remix. There was an above and a below in the song. Like there was sort of this idea of integrating what's above you and then what's below you, sort of the dark and the light. It's not heaven or hell. It's just like what's above you. Balance. Balance. Balance is what I'm trying. Equilibrium. Nature. Nature. Manon. Manon. As above, so below. Like the song very much for me started in the above. Like it's blurry. It's fuzzy. It's hazy. It reminded me of like listening to an old car stereo while driving down a sunny road or there's a sense of ease, I think. Halfway through, we get this cowbell. The singer starts strutting. Like they start to wave to people they know on the street. The confidence builds and builds and builds. But then we dip below. Mm -hmm. It sneaks in every now and then. Like you'll hear his voice get distorted and like drop like three octaves it becomes a little more echoey and ghost-like and then we go fully below and like it sounds like a record being played like backwards or like you said earlier in the previous song like a tape unwinding it sounds demonic or like someone speaking from the grave or whatnot 
And then it ends there. Will we come back up? It ends on like a very ungrounded note. And I don't say that as Mm -hmm. a bad thing. It's just like, it's a mystery. It ends on a big question mark. I think because I was thinking about it in terms of a costume party. Totally, yes. I feel like some of the earlier songs were like the entry to the party. Uh This was not that. You've you've been at the party for a while. And everybody's been at the party for a while. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of that point in the party where nobody's asking each other, oh, what are you? Again, like nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. the costumes anymore yeah. it's just about you know dancing and and kind of enjoying being there uh-huh. at the party uh-huh. yeah you're kind of letting your guard down like maybe part of your costumes come off like maybe <laughs> you're like you know yes. what? my head's really hot and yeah. itchy i don't want this wig anymore mm. or you're like can't stand in these fucking high heels anymore right. i'm gonna take them off right. it doesn't diminish you having fun at the party it doesn't diminish the night that you've had uh-huh. it's just you don't need to wear those anymore in order to feel good. Oh, I love that. beginning half of the song feels kind of like a sexy date that's going really well at like a really sexy restaurant or something you're just totally engaged and having the best conversation and then it devolves like you run out of things to talk about and it's like oh my god oh my god (laughs) oh it gets slower and slower and you're just like oh yeah you feel it too you're like how do i get out of here you definitely feel like the energy is getting sucked out of you. So whatever kind of excitement, energy Mm -hmm. you were getting from this costume that you put on and that you felt really Mm -hmm. good in at this party, Mm -hmm. it does unfortunately feel like it's taken back over by the quote adult world or like the real world being like, no, 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 no. Your prosthetic nose like peeled off, (laughs) hanging off the side of your face. It's like, oh man, like I can't be a spooky witch anymore. I have to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, it sucks. Or like you've been thinking this whole time that you look really hot, and you look in the mirror, your makeup has just like shit. Like it looks like you have like two black eyes. It's definitely the melting of the makeup. It's. The abandoning of the wig, your costumes kind of stops making sense, like towards the end, and it just kind of becomes like weird, like whatever survived the night, you know? Like I'm thinking, like when I dressed as Cher from Moonstruck, like the wig became really, really hot and uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. and like the shoes were no longer comfortable. So I was like walking around like in a barefoot with like really sweaty, sweat drenched head and no shoes, and like I look like a fucking flasher, like. (laughs) <laughs> it's not She's wearing like wearing trench. a giant trench coat <laughs> and like you're so sweaty yeah. you're like, someone might catch I'm me I'm so nervous <laughs> yeah like the costume kind of becomes something else and you're in this weird liminal space between like the party and your real life I haven't been to a costume party in quite some time but mm-hmm. I always love the moment where like maybe you're talking to someone that you've never met before and you're having like a really serious or like interesting conversation but then you get these like flashes of reality like oh my god like you're dressed like a spooky <laughs> witch and I'm dressed like a bloody ghost like what the fuck like <laughs> 
you see a brain cut open? Oh, I, you know, biology. I gotcha. feel like I've just seen Not... one around. <laughs> I've like eaten whole yeah. animals yeah, 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 and yeah. like you open up, you know, a roast pig uh-huh. and somebody's like, do you want some brain tacos? And I'm like, no, yeah, it's not my yeah. favorite. I think like once you're consuming flesh, I think you should sort of get beyond yep. like what part it is. I agree. But with that said, the texture. It's creamy. It's like kind of liquidy. Not for me. It's like custardy. It's, yes. Yeah, <laughs> custardy. <laughs> Those were our impressions. Ah.